Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, once again, let's let's start the show and uh, welcome to the stage, our speaker for today. Uh, before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, let me let you know who what, what's happening here. So this is JP from Adlunum INC bringing to you everything about Web3. On today's show, our speaker is going to share with us uh, a whole wealth of information that he has from developing blockchain from a grassroots level up. Uh, as well as what is to be seen from the bottom to three years from now, uh, the vision that is going to be shared for, for blockchain and the movement that it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Diving Into Crypto and give us a warm welcome to our speaker today, Mr. Praveen Thakur. Welcome, Praveen. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, JP, I'm extremely happy to be here. And... Uh, I understand the community that I am talking to is, uh, you know, uh, has, uh, you know, spent a lot of time in this space. And I'm sure I would be able to share my perspective on various things, which are pretty interesting. At the same time, I would also be, uh, you know, I would also be happy to learn from your community. So thank you so much for inviting me. Glad to have you here, Praveen. You know, the thing is, we, we uh, at this show caters to, people from various levels of experience in the entire blockchain world, in the crypto industry uh, as a whole. So we have people who are uh, newbies, uh, so to speak, and people who've been veterans in this space for a long time. And, and the one thing that they enjoy is what the, the guest brings in terms of their perspective, their thought leadership, some of the strategies, and of course, industry best practices. And and I know that, you know, that's that's something you've got a wealth of information to share with us today. Excellent. Uh, why don't we get started? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So Praveen, I think that the first point, and you know, most of us want uh, will will want to know over here, uh, where did the where did the switch go off? And at which point did you realize that, hey, you know what, Web3 is a place to be? Oh, that's pretty interesting. And I think uh, it would have happened with uh, many other people, I'm sure. Uh, I have been into the Web2. In fact, I have started my career in IBM mainframes, if uh, some of you may have heard of that. And uh, in those days, working in mainframe used to be one of the best things to do in your life. And I happened to start that. And of course, I have spent all of my life in fintech, uh, primarily. Uh, you know, across the geographies, uh, I have uh, worked in the, uh, the U.S. mortgage banking uh, deeply, and I have worked mm -hmm. in fintech across the Europe, Middle East, Asia Pacific. So, what happened? Uh, I, I would say uh, I would call it as, as an accident that I was uh, right. you know, in one of the blockchain conferences, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, first time. And to be really honest, before that. I had heard of crypto Bitcoin only in cases where somebody has hacked some system and is asking for some money. I mean, that was, was my exposure to Bitcoin before. So, okay. so when I went there, uh, in fact, of course, Bitcoin excited me uh, for sure. But I think I was more intrigued 
by the possibilities of the underlying technology blockchain and, mm-hmm. and uh, to to uh, you know to further this in fact uh, i would admit that i came back home and i would have uh, you know uh, bought 10 plus books on blockchain fundamentals and how, what exactly what exactly does it mean and why should it be important to us and right. uh, you know uh, coming uh, coming from the 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 fintech background the most uh, important thing or uh, something that really impressed me the most is the defi and okay. uh, i i understand yeah and i understand finance you know i am uh, the cfa student i have cleared level 1 and i have worked all my life in finance so th- i started getting uh, you know excellent perspectives of doing things in uh, defi which were at all not possible in the conventional finance space so i think that's how really i got started and then of course uh, an opportunity came where i was uh, designing a solution for my own agritech which is called agri cosmos and uh, blockchain really played uh, you know uh, an important role in that uh, though it was a permissent uh you know a uh, solution which i was trying to build on hyperledger fabric and mm-hmm. i really thought that right. uh, even this really could do a lot of things i mean that's how in in fact i got into and of course after that we will talk about uh, i have been doing several things in this space mm-hmm. you know prabhin i find that absolutely interesting and it's always fascinating to to get the to get the story uh of people that have have jumped into the web3 space so, you know sometimes it's it's just a light bulb goes off sometimes they they fall in right into it who knows they dived right into it right um but in in your case in in particular i i i you know i'm curious about what you just said uh when you said that you were using blockchain in an agritech space uh could could you elaborate more about that so that's another interesting uh, you know story what happened i was approached by a person who is an aggregator in uh, you know in agriculture so what exactly that person's role is that he used to get several orders of the you know the agricultural produce and uh, those were basically uh, by nature they, they were organic produce now this person had uh, you know uh you know uh, uh confirmation from around 15000 plus uh, farmers uh, spread across a particular geography in india and uh, the the requirement was that the produce should be organic now how do you, if you understand the agriculture life cycle basically in fact there are uh, several things that will really happen in agriculture uh, life cycle uh, which really can make a particular produce non organic now uh being organic has to be asserted and if you, if you know that if you can kind of store these data points in the centralized servers i mean you are at the mercy of the person who owns the data now the only solution that i had was in my mind was to go for organic uh, go for organic certification by uh, leveraging blockchain and i in fact designed a solution uh, which uh, which was permissioned which had uh, you know various entities who had stake in the game such as the person who is who is buying it uh people who are uh, you know contributing with the inputs to the uh, to the process and then of course there were financiers there were insur- insurance companies all these guys were together so uh to me it looked like it is a perfect case for uh, you know using a permission network where all of these guys will work as transaction validator and all of them uh, once kind of you know uh, once you have the majority uh, then mm-hmm. definitely you are certain that you know what really is happening is right and i think it was it really proved out to be uh, an interesting case in fact we have 
the MVP ready right now. Uh, I think that's how, you know, in fact, uh, I saw. But again, when I started working on this uh, life cycle, JP, then after that, I could think of several other use cases where, uh, you know, uh, blockchain could be helpful uh, in coordination with other technologies such as IoT, uh, machine learning, where, you know, you go and uh, look at the, you know, look at the, uh, the different diseases these crops are developing in the process. How do you really kind of make sure that these are authentic? Then uh, you get the data from different sensors on the ground, and how right. do you Praveen, make sure I think that we, we may have uh, lost you, or have we lost me? If somebody could give me a quick reaction to let me know, Praveen, do we have you back? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, sorry. I thought I thought I lost you there for a second, and you know, you you were hitting on on a very interesting point in terms of having those use cases go forward. So please, please continue. Absolutely. So what I was saying, basically, that uh, there are several use cases which really are pretty uh, interesting and important in, uh, uh, you know, agriculture with respect to blockchain, such as see, the most important thing is ensuring that the data points coming from various sources at different points in the cycle, they are not, uh, you know, tampered with, such as the data that you get, for example, from the IoT sensors. Now, mm -hmm. these data need to be maintained. Uh, you need to go and, uh, you know, make sure that uh, nobody goes and touches these data points. For example, uh, you know, there are auditors or there are, you know, people who are, <coughs> sorry about that. They come and do audit of your soil, soil testing. Now, mm -hmm. it is always a possibility that somebody goes and, you know, touches that data and uh, kind of, you know, manipulates it. So I think there are several interesting cases which I could think of in agriculture, which could really make a lot of difference. And I think... Uh, one more point, JP, I would like to add here that I was a very keen observer of the World Economic Forum uh, conference that happened in Davos. And one right. thing that I I personally believe that uh, if we are talking about sustainability of this planet, I think blockchain has to play its role. There is no other way, in my opinion. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and, and I should thank you for, for sharing this particular case because it's so unique, right? Uh, where you see the application of, of blockchain in this particular space. Most of us in this room or most of us in, in the crypto industry are seeing one version of the entire range in which it becomes. And when you're talking about mass adoption, uh, these are exactly where, uh, you know, uh, at the grassroots level, all puns included, uh, at the grassroots level is where it, you know, it, it can really, really kick off when, uh, when you're talking about uh, mass adoption, when you're talking about having to, to tokenize this. And of course, yes, organic produce. I mean, who doesn't want that on their plate? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So uh, this this being one one industry, and I know that you've you, you've had your through your experiences, you you've worked in different sectors, and, and all of them have have enriched your experience. Uh, when it comes to when it comes to businesses, you know, um, switching their minds onto using to to using uh, blockchain, right? Um, how do you? What is your perception of that transition for them, right? Will 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 they adopt technology like they really should and embrace it? Or will it be like, oh, hey, this is a new fad. Everybody's doing it. We can improve our market share. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on that, Praveen? I think that's, uh, again, a very interesting point, which really, which really I have been thinking quite a lot. Uh, you know, I come from a techno-functional background. And as, as you know, I have spent uh, most of my life in building tech products. I particularly mm -hmm. feel that uh, people don't have a choice. Now, if you if you if you really look at blockchain, 
the way blockchain is kind of helping some of the things which really were unthinkable in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. For example, if you really look at, uh, you know, a community having a say in what is happening at the corporate level. Now, can you really imagine this happening in the conventional world? I don't think so. Now, I'll, I'll give an example. So uh, if you look at any startup JP today, uh, mm -hmm. you know, all startups today are banking on the, the you know, the daily active users, DAUs, MAUs, and all of that, right? And, uh, exactly. most, yeah, and most of these startups, if you really see, uh, in fact, they have a huge amount of valuation without earning any penny. Many of the, and you know, many such cases, I would not name them, but there are, there are many such cases. Now, the question is that, right, if, if you are building a, an empire on the strength of the community, why would you not share the wealth which is being created in this process with that community? Now, that's uh, the perfect dichotomy that I think. Now, if this has to solve, I think any technology, and if you, if you go by, uh, you know, the Gartner's, uh, you know, technology hype, what they, what they call, I think uh, if, even if the corporations don't really want to do this, I think community will force them to do this. That's, that's at least that's what is, what is my perspective on this. You know, uh, it's it, decentralization is is really a lot about you know power to the people, and I think you've you've you're hitting the nail on the head here uh, with with that with that perspective because that that is really the kind of movement that that we should bring, right? I mean, and that's something that encompasses uh, that can that no matter where you are in the world, it's always something that you know uh, you can you can embrace and start adopting. No, absolutely, and I think I think the the adoption is speed. The use cases, all those things could vary. I agree, but the underlying fact still remains the same: that could this technology deliver something to someone? And I think something to everyone, not someone basically. And I believe personally that uh, this adoption will happen across. Uh, now the use cases may vary depending. If you are in India, you may have a different use case. If you are in El Salvador, you may have different use case. But but the technology is is still relevant. It is still uh, you know, solving the base problem that really we have seen in last, I would say, hundreds of years. True, blockchain blockchain really becomes a game changer uh, on on that front, right? And so, Praveen, I, I'm curious. I'm curious to know because you you have worked across a, a variety of industries. Do you, do you see this picking up in, uh, you know, you, you've given us one example of of agri tech, right? Uh, any any other examples or cases that you've you've worked with or observed? That you'd like to share with us before we, we we move forward on that? No, I think so. There are several use cases. I think uh, you know I have uh, in some part of my career I have worked in supply chain logistics as well. When I was working for uh, Tata Steel, if you have heard of this, is one of the the premium companies yes. uh, globally. So I was working in supply chain logistics logistics for them, and I have seen the pain that you know the the the, the industries the companies face. I'll tell you. We had several of the sales offices, marketing offices, and uh, the information flow that was happening from all these places to one central central uh, server, and the 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 information flow used to happen, uh, you know, using uh, you know several applications and several hardwares in between, and and at the same time there was a gap in information, uh, you know, at different point uh, different points in the flow. Now, I imagine, now I think, uh, I don't think they really have adopted this, but then my point here is that if you look at supply chain today, 
and uh, this i am talking about one small example of uh, you know a particular use case but then if you look at the global supply chain what would you think i mean i i was uh, you know reading somewhere that you know all the important you know the 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 containers that we do uh, that we use for shipping products and if there are you know high tech containers and most of the time people don't know whether they are going to get uh, you know a reverse trip confirmed or not so the point is that there are many uh, ports in, uh, in 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 the in the global market today where i understand that people have started developing these solutions where everybody has got point in time information about what's going to be the container demand in next few days what exactly right. so imagine how much money you are saving there i think there are several use cases you know in in in, in particular uh, one last point uh, i would like to make here uh, where you know i have uh, personally uh, been into like like media use cases now media mm-hmm. has transformed in several years as you know the the form and shape of media is completely different now what it used to be you know uh, several years ago so i think uh, right. now media is getting into the hands of the community uh, there is uh, it's, it's not a place now or it's not a situation now where only few people are creating creating stuff and others are consumers i think the the, the creator uh, creator ecosystem is getting widened like anything uh, if you look at you know uh, blockchain in my opinion most certainly yes uh, that that is that is something that that you know uh, we are looking for mo- more of these use cases being applicable in the in the real world uh, and the the aspect of of you know traditional and web 2 companies being able to to transition because i've i've also seen something very similar in 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 real estate uh, and you know the fractionalization of home ownership being you know a concept built on what you and i may have remembered as timeshares uh you know yep. of 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 that particular point and you you can see this also uh when it comes to uh, time sharing when it comes to large or or heavy capital assets right whether it's mm-hmm. uh, machinery whether it's the luxury sector so uh, yeah so 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 these it's these cases at at the end of the day you know that that have um a real world transition points and we often ignore them uh but i'm glad that you also mentioned that that is coming up in in media and i i can i can certainly imagine that there would be so many um avenues where that that would uh you know be beneficial all the way through especially when it comes to up to the minute news being able to uh you know uh work across its entire process and life cycle fantastic thank you for that praveen yep yeah absolutely okay uh so uh, i sorry go ahead Oh, so i think uh, i agree with you uh, i mean we will talk about i have got few other viewpoints in this case maybe maybe we can talk about them when we progress further okay sure fair enough I, you know feel free feel free at any point of time because my next question to you is now going to take this you know, one step if we take one step behind right uh you have said that you've been you've worked in various places uh, across the globe right uh mm-hmm. i'm curious to understand how you've seen uh you know technology adoption uh in these particular geographies and knowing what you've uh, what you've learned then seeing what you see now uh what's your take on will it be accelerated in these places will more technology adoption happen across the geographies that you've got so i think see i i i look at this uh, particular uh, point from two perspectives basically so the perspective mm-hmm. number 1 is basically the the tech adoption that you talked about uh, the mm-hmm. second uh, 
perspective that i am uh, also looking at it uh, you know uh, how exactly uh, you know uh, how exactly are the the government bodies looking at it i think these two really have to uh, at at some point in time they uh, these two have to kind of go hand in hand otherwise right. uh, you, i don't think you know this will reach a, a stage or place we wanted to now fortunately the good news is that uh, most of the dominant uh, you know the dominant uh, countries or the people who are tech heavy or the who are the leaders mm-hmm. they appreciate right. this now if you, if you look at okay. uh, america you understand us now it may mm-hmm. it may happen that you know different bodies in us uh, they look at it differently for example for some it is security uh, for some it is you know currency virtual currency i think those differences in stand may exist i i do agree uh, but at the same time people appreciate and the government cannot really or they are not really just you know ignoring it similar to that all the countries i think i see very interesting trend in the middle east where you know the government is uh you know in fact encouraging blockchain adoption and all these mena countries like you talk about dubai you talk about bahrain uae all these guys are definitely you know uh, looking at it very very favorably and i i am particularly very very impressed by the progress that latin america is making and i think you all all of us really are very proud of el salvador adopting bitcoin now there may be history that i'm i'm not going to that but then i definitely mm-hmm. am very encouraged and i think these are the precursors to uh the you know things happening across the globe and i think i mean if you look at you know singapore i mean they definitely yeah. are considered uh, to be the asian blockchain hub and of course for the action they are to okay, i mean the, if you look at their government actions i think uh, several yeah. things they encourage the startups i think in my opinion uh, jp i i personally believe that uh, you know uh, governments have taken note of note of this technology very very strongly mm-hmm. same time there are some implementation challenges for example if you talk about cbdc now cbdc is something which right. is which is a hot topic uh, in in blockchain and the and the government's government you know financial circuits but of course uh, i i personally believe that uh, cbdcs are not only national agenda cbdcs could mm-hmm. play the role international financial conduit and uh, and if mm-hmm. if really i mean uh, without uh, quoting uh, any particular currency today because if you look at currency jp currency has been mm-hmm. you know, i mean uh, reserve currency has been changing if you look at last 500 years now it would have been dutch currency it have been british currency it would have been us dollars china is uh, you know china's currency is getting uh, dominant so i think all these things could be there but but the cbdc mm-hmm. that we are talking about uh, this could be another another innovative innovative i would say advancement when you talk about the international and global trade trade and commerce so i uh, to answer your question yeah. in uh, short i think i am very encouraged by the stand the different governments are taking especially in in mm-hmm. terms of encouraging uh, blockchains they might have some reservations as well uh, because you know ultimately at the end of the day if it is money it starts conflicting with the the, the fiat money which which the government owns so i think there might be uh, you know some conflict there but i think uh, Uh, you know government and this community is in a position to resolve those and come up with something which really is at the end of the day good for the uh, for the mankind uh, precisely right so the, and that's that's exactly why why crypto came into existence it's to empower people you know uh, across whatever uh, strata whatever uh, limitations exist whatever categories are are, are there today um and and in i think that you've 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 
touched on a, on an not just an interesting point, but to, to some degree uh, a a point about about CBDCs that most people have just blindly written off. It's like, no, they're the enemy. That's that's something that we don't want to have. They're going to use it for control. Uh, but there is also, I mean, if you look at it objectively, the, the positive side that, that you, you're mentioning, right? Uh, and there, there are very strong reasons also to build an argument around that. Uh, would you like to elaborate more on that just for because of the knowledge that you have and, and the, the, the insight that you can share? No, absolutely. So I think if I look at CBDC uh, implementation, I think I, I look at it at different layers. Now, if mm -hmm. you look at uh, countries like, for example, India, and I think India in last 10 years has done tremendous progress in the, you know, the, the UPI payment, as we all know. And I think all right. banks have covered the, the, you know, that network where uh, paying money to somebody else has become a matter of seconds, not minutes. Now, that really is something which India has achieved in the last 10 years. Now, but at the same time, there are still places in the world where these kind of payment, uh, you know, infrastructures really has not been created. Now, I think uh, CBDCs could be such an infrastructure, which really where you go and uh, make these, uh, you know, the life, lives of the people such, uh, such uh, you know, ease condition. I think that is one thing. Second thing, what I also think that, you know, CBDCs could play uh, a very important role in international trades. I think there, uh, in fact, many, many, uh, you know, forums have been set up already where, you know, countries have come together and they have started looking at things together. And, uh, it, and I think that really helps build the inter-country inter, uh, transactions using, you know, uh, using the, these CBDCs. I think uh, CBDCs could play various roles. And I think uh, I'm not uh, against the opinion that even say, for example, like Bitcoin, maybe there could be other uh, currencies, depending upon how much traction do they get in future, they could also be adopted. So the, the point, JP, what I'm trying to come at here is that these definitely, these uh, these things have value. Now, the only point where I am little, uh, you know, giving it a time that these things have to mature uh, and, uh, you know, uh, and all, also an ecosystem has to be created around it so that the adoption and a universal state is reached. Now, that is something which I am, in my opinion, you know, is still, still to happen. That really, we haven't really gone to that stage. You're, I think you, you, you've hit the nail on the head because when you focus on the mechanics and, you know, when you, you look at, at nations that don't have access to banking, have poverty as a, as a major issue, uh, being able to use uh, a cell phone, for example, to be able to transfer money—that's a—that's a huge—that's a, huge, a quantum leap ahead, right? In in technology yeah. adoption. And interestingly, I, and I always come back to this particular case is that uh, as a medium of exchange, at some point in in uh, you know in, in one country in Africa, uh, they were they were trading value by trading. They had the ability to trade talk time, right? So if they mm -hmm. wanted to to exchange value, they would. They would send somebody else the same equivalent, uh, you know, money as stock time to their phones, uh, and this yeah. could have been the base of, of uh, you know, how we how an innovative way of exchanging um, uh, of trade began. Uh, and yes, that also, like you're saying, is that where where CBDCs they will be able at least mechan the mechanism works in in that you know uh, works or rather will work uh, in in that fashion. No, no, absolutely. And I think, uh, see, I think if you look at uh, the, the civilization, and I think uh, 
uh, I, I just maybe take 30 seconds on that. I mean, how exactly these things have developed and evolved. I think you go and look at, I remember one such, uh, one such case where what used to happen that there was a central place in one civilization, I don't remember the name, where uh, the different uh, you know, representations of assets were kept there. People were mm-hmm. not holding them with them. And it just changes hands. Say, for example, there is a particular stone which represents some value. Today, JP mm-hmm. owns it. And tomorrow, JP gives it to Praveen. And Praveen right. owns it. So even that, that doesn't move out of the place, but then ownership. I think so it, so the society, I think that is the beauty of this uh, society or the mankind where we really have progressed over these years towards better. In my opinion, blockchain is the next level of progression that really we should look forward to. That, would be, that, think, that certainly is the sort of trade fundamental in its manner of being able to, you know, uh, exchange value from one to the other. So, yeah, Praveen, I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that particular point, especially where the mechanics are concerned. It is since we're in this space of innovation, that certainly is something that we can, you know, um, we can try not try to remember per se, but actually try to, to focus on a bit more. So, yeah, uh, fair enough. And let's like you're saying, you know, it's yet to mature. Let's let's we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. Uh, and let's see how this this mechanism plays out, right? Um, mm-hmm. We yep. we've covered a lot of topics, Praveen. Or uh, you know, o- over this uh, this this brief interaction that we've had, and 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 it's extremely interesting because we we've, we've touched on uh, you know blockchain being used for logistics, more importantly, agritech. Uh, and I want to circle back to 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 agritech uh, once again, right? Uh, in in different in different cases mm-hmm. around that. Um, so the, the question I, I really have to ask you, considering this range, is given that you've seen it from the ground up, um, where do you see it going three years from now, for example? Yeah, that's very, uh, that's very uh, you know, I think, loaded question in my opinion. So I would like to answer this, you know, by, uh, you, know, uh, you know, breaking in two parts. Sure. Uh, uh, from, uh, we started somewhere, we are somewhere. And uh, where do we go from here? So, as I was uh, hinting at, uh, you know, uh, Gartner's hype cycle, and I think uh, I, I personally, uh, you know, I think again. So I'm a little old. I have seen this industry for uh, over uh, two decades. So I think I have seen this trend at least in my limited experience range. And when I do go back and look at it in the past, then I think these trends are nothing new. I mean, what you are seeing right now is nothing new. Now. The, the contextualization may differ. Now, the context that we are in today may, be, may have been different from the context that we may have been hundreds, 100 years before. But then the overall, overall uh, you know, the overall situation, overall progress graph does not change. So right now, if you really see uh, what all happened in 2008 uh, uh, by Satoshi, now the, the, the point is that it was, uh, I mean, I'm not sure whether Satoshi would have thought about all these things which could come out of this, uh, you know, one experiment that he did. But in last, I would say, 14 years, really, it really has mind-boggling impact on various walks of our life. If you look at today, uh, in my opinion, there may be, uh, you know, uh, peaks and troughs. Right now, we may, uh, this industry uh, may be in a trough phase. But I think these are, these are all... Uh, in in my opinion, this should not be surprised to anyone. Basically, right? Uh, if you look at the way it really has already started impacting the socio-economic fabric of today's life, uh, if you really look at the kind of experimentations that are those are happening today, 
they are they are amazing if you really look at and i was i was talking to someone uh, some other time that you know that you know you you i mean you look at the web2 and you look at the conventional industry what really happens in 10 years crypto and blockchain they do in one year i mean i mean that's the kind of speed we are talking about but uh, i think uh, this will still take some time to uh, get matured that also i feel and i'll i'll, I'll say why uh, while all these things are happening and when the technology is moving towards maturity i think a uh, lot many hacks and exploits we often see that you know so many millions of dollars have been exploited you know bridge, bridges have been hacked you know i think all those things we keep seeing. now these are definitely disturbing and especially <coughs> sorry not to you and me because we understand this industry you know so deep but the people who are watching this from outside i mean this definitely concerns them right now if this concerns them then adoption becomes more more difficult people maybe you know may they may start losing you know uh, uh, confidence but then it is our responsibility being uh, evangelists of this space that we give them more confidence now how do we do that so basically i think i have a few thoughts on this i think if you really see uh, in my opinion one of the most important things uh, which would happen in next few years is basically tokenization now tokenization has been one of the most important derivative of the whole process that we have seen in last 15 years in my opinion unless this tokenization happens now tokenization may mean various things all the real world assets that we are talking about unless mm-hmm. they are tokenized in the in the in the right way number 1 number 2 unless those use cases are visualized in the blockchain world i think mm-hmm. mass adoption is difficult now i'll i'll tell you i'll tell you why i see so many projects today where we are creating parallel parallel worlds parallel verses you know uh, earth to there are several such projects which are coming but my problem is that you know the real world where we live in our house our homes our our kitchen our you know the drawing room they don't have any parallel connection with with those worlds now though these two worlds continue to exist but unless we create those interfaces between these two worlds now i am i am equally buoyant about uh, you know metaverses i am equally buoyant about nfts i am equally buoyant about all these infrastructures that are being created but these will get uh, these will get a meaningful uh, you know uh, i would say meaningful uh, positioning when these two are related now that very very difficult question that i am posing right now right uh, i think uh, I, i mean that's that's something which i think now uh, i think uh, if you give me a couple of more minutes i'll try to say what exactly are what exactly are the things that i am seeing in next few years so now number one i think uh, yeah several things are happening in technology in blockchain today and i am very excited mm-hmm. about them uh, starting from uh, bitcoin to ethereum to all these innovative chains that we talk about today if you look at polka dot if you look at cosmos if you look at solana if you look at avalanche cardano i think all these guys are solving some of the very very key problems now right. this also is important here that uh, you know the how much uh, developer communities were building now say for example uh, you know polka dot or you know or solana or you know for example near protocol all these uh, protocols they are built on uh, rust framework right rust programming language right. now uh, are we in a position to go and democratize this technology or this uh, you know knowledge to a level where people 
people are capable of building. Um, I think that is something which is going to happen in next few years, in my opinion. Okay, that already started happening. I was talking to one such company today, uh, which is called Unique Network. They are part of ecosystem mm-hmm. of Polkadot. And what they're doing, interestingly, that they are coming up with an SDK where mm-hmm. getting into the complexity of Rust, you still could build. Now, that is the, that is the complexity mm-hmm. abstraction that I see is happening. Now, if you build these tools, imagine the, you know, imagine the developer community that you are doing right now. I mean, how exactly, you know, uh, you are going to be building that. And that is very, very key to building solutions here. Right. That is number one. Right. Number two that I, I think, uh, which is very important here is basically standardization. Now, these standardization, very important for any system. Now, if you look at how did this, uh, uh, you know, uh, www, you know, I mean, how did this get standardized? I mean, unless you had HTTP, unless you had SMTP, imagine the pain that, uh, you know, that you would be having, everybody having own standards. Now, somehow, blockchain is at a, at a you know, uh, at, a, at, a, at a corner or at a, at a point where these standardization in terms of tech stack or mm-hmm. the business use cases. Now, these two, from these two sides, this standardization has to happen which will only, I mean, uh, which can only take you to the next stage. Very, very important thing, in my opinion. And, and, and work is happening, by the way. It's not that it's not happening. The third and the last important thing is basically interoperability. Now, as we all know that there are several chains, several protocols, several consensus mechanisms have come. Unless they all, uh, you know, get unified. And unless you give that holistic and one kind of, you know, unique experience to the end user, I think it is going to be difficult. But I think all these things are going to be extremely important from adoption perspective, which in my opinion, now I think you ask me a question for next three years. I'm not sure on that timeline, but I think uh, we are moving in that direction, JP. I mean, that's what I think. Uh, and I think that that's, it's spectacular. I think you've, you've um, you know, were able to encapsulate what we, we can expect, and especially if, you know, the industry works with these fundamentals. Uh, just as you said, you you need to have people who are going to build it. You you need to have a certain standardization, and then you you obviously need to have those solutions that will tra- help transition from what we are building as the matrix. Uh, you know, in, in a in a manner of speaking, uh, and yet be you know be able to be um, to come out of being that battery that's right there, right. So, uh, so yes, this, these are interesting times. Uh, I, I also, um, I also appreciate the fact that you've shared that it is still information, right? And, and that is that is something that uh, a lot of us, you know, uh, may fail to realize that what we're looking at at this point is that cake being baked. So it's it's still it's still being formed, right? No, absolutely. So, yes, exciting no, absolutely, Zippy. And I think, uh, in my opinion, are we working towards them? Absolutely. I am very encouraged by the talent that I am seeing uh, entering into this space. I think uh, it is our uh, it is our responsibility to uh, you know to uh, convey to people that this is the this is the uh, this is the new new life it's going to be. And I think why should they join this field? And why do we really want? I mean. The innovations need bright minds. And I think somehow that is happening. And of course, I also think that JP at the same time that uh, uh, there will be, uh, I would say, a coexistential agreement between all entities, all bodies, be it government bodies, be it social organizations, be it 
uh, you know the for profit organizations all these people will uh, get to a point where i mean this will be you know appealing to everyone so i am i am very hopeful about that and that's where i think that's where my optimism is towards this industry fantastic thank you for that praveen and i believe that a lot of us will are sharing that that optimism and for those of you that do in the room ladies and gentlemen i've had such an interesting time i forgot to keep mentioning this to you but please use those reaction buttons and let our speaker know uh, the thoughts that you you appreciate you know give him a a, a reaction send a send a heart uh, tweet in your your questions that you might have because that's what we're going to be opening uh up shortly after this the next two questions that that are coming up so um praveen i i promised you that i would circle back to uh this interesting case about blockchain being used in in agritech mm -hmm. uh you you did say that you've got something interesting to share with us the floor is yours absolutely so i think uh, you know i as i say that uh, uh, there are several several areas in which i think uh, agriculture sector is going to be benefited i think uh, one of the and these are fundamental i would say the fundamental uh, i would say building blocks of agriculture and i think blockchain is going to be uh, you know contributing immensely to that the first thing is the purity the first thing is that you know uh, you are talking about our scarce resources now mm -hmm. these scarce resources are very important uh, if you talk about uh, how much food do we have and i was reading somewhere pretty interesting and very pretty scary basically that you know would we have enough food enough food to feed our people our you know the world population after 50 years that's a big question or not even 50 years the question wow. is that are we moving in the right direction are we are we doing something in desperation that is further you know causing more damage for example people there are places in in the world and i have seen some places in india where people have been using pesticides to their uh, you know uh, to their farm or farmland mm -hmm. in such a way that that uh, that uh, that soil cannot produce anything if you stop giving you know uh, if you stop giving uh, pesticides to those uh, soils but the question is that how do we check because this is this is very you know uh, i would say a vicious circle you keep adding pesticides and after that your soil will not respond to you if you don't get that and what you are getting out of that produce so dangerous so dangerous to eat so dangerous to kill you now if you can you do this without enforcing you cannot do that i think uh, government is doing a lot of things where people are encouraged first of all to uh, make uh, you know pesticide free and this will be for example this may take few years uh, typically i see that there is a three three year cycle where you know a land becomes organic when you stop using pesticide now that is something which really has to be checked in every day what uh, that you are using the kind of fertilizer that you are using you know i am not from agriculture as such but i love farming i love seeing mangoes on plants and i i cannot tell you my joy when i see these fruits on the plant so i somehow i am very connected with agriculture uh, being uh, you know uh, you know from from the background but i see you know many things can be done here now this is not a small problem in my opinion jp this is a very big problem this problem is to the extent that the whole planet is under question there and can blockchain right. do it yes it can definitely do it now related related field is basically your health of people people are consuming all these things you know and uh, you know uh, what happens is that uh, people are people don't people don't know it they are not aware of what exactly they are consuming now right. this is from the sustain, sustainability perspective now there are some other very important things which i think which is very very pertinent in agriculture for example there mm -hmm. are many 
literally, I'll tell you, I was doing some research when I was kind of, uh, uh, you know, building my product few months back. And I saw one situation where uh, average land holding, and I, I'm talking about the Indian scenario where people are not having more than two acres, three acres average land holding. Now, all these people who are uh, who are owning land of two, three acres, they do not have enough money to go and uh, grow crops in their field because they are uh, not so financially so doing so great. Now, how do they how do they kind of crowdfund the investment? Now, uh, is it uh, is it is it easy to get loans? Is it easy to get funding? Now, it's their very difficult thing, you know, in conventional world. Now, blockchain can there can be there could be their platforms which are coming up. I I think I'm sure about it, where crowdfunding becomes very easy. I was talking to one of the bankers, you know, sometime back, and very interesting mm-hmm. thing he told. He told me, Praveen, look, I can go and finance, you know, a few few million dollars to somebody for farming. But I am not sure that what he really commits to me on paper, is he really following that when it comes to uh, the actual action on the ground? He told me that, uh, you told me that, you know, I'm going to be giving you organic produce, which will be five times more expensive to sell. But are you really doing right. that? Now, there, there only comes, uh, you know, the whole, uh, you know, end-to-end process where you, you should be able to check each and every action that the farmer is doing to ensure that you are complying to your commitment that you have given to the banker. Now, imagine this situation. So, banker comes into, insurance comes into, the crowdfunding guy comes into, the sustainability comes into, what else do you really need? Do you really need in this space? I think all the dimensions of agriculture will be immensely, uh, you know, impacted if you really use blockchain in the, in, in, in the, in the right way in this space, JP. I think that's that's a spectacular uh, spectacular picture that you've painted, and that's exactly what I, why I wanted to ask you that question. Is because it's it's often that we don't see the picture from from the you know from the the surrounding aspects, the stakeholders that go into doing it. I mean, most of us in this room know. Okay, we we have a broad idea about where food is concerned. Uh, you know, we all on a seafood diet, the more we see, the more we eat. Uh, and and we don't really particularly care where, where it comes from without, you know, often that's that's some of the um, the, the orientation, right? Uh, but, but what you're saying is, is the system that you, you, you've just described helps people on the ground who are not part of this room, who spend their days in their fields, uh, you know, being with the focus on, I need a good crop this year. Uh, so yes, that's a that's a very interesting a very interesting point of view. Uh, it's a very interesting system, and I I hope that all of us here can advocate for systems like this coming up in you know so that blockchain has more of a mass adoption uh, all over. Absolutely, and I think imagine if this gets to if see I think you cannot force a system if you can you cannot force a technology on people. It should be mm-hmm. a natural choice for people to adopt it, and I think. In my opinion, I think, you know, I am, uh, you know, uh, I am, I think there are people in this room who have been in blockchain for maybe 10, 15 years. I'm not that old in this uh, industry, but I can tell you one thing that we need to make this system in such a way or give the direction in such a way that it really starts solving my day-to-day problem. Now, the moment, the day it happens, the day I find using an, an away or compound in blockchain with equal ease that I am doing Amazon today, or I am doing any banking transaction or any other any other bank, I think right. we have won the battle. Spot on, Praveen. Spot on. The 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 biggest issue for anyone to change behavior is is that they have to change behavior, and the quickest that you can get them across to 
uh, a behavior that they're familiar with, uh, the more easily you win them over. Absolutely, JP. I agree. Well, it's also one of the reasons why my wife says that, you know, I remind her of her father. But jokes apart. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. jokes apart, uh, you know, Praveen, thank you, thank you for 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 sharing these these insights. I do have the uh, some questions that are coming from the floor. If anyone mm -hmm. else also wants to ask a question, raise your hand. Our host is going to help you out with that. Uh, question number one, I'm going to take this one that that's coming from the floor, uh, and it's a bit clear to 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 what we've seen is that um, we have someone who's asked. We've seen some environmental issues about uh, blockchain and and. around you know the the, the mass you Praveen, just checking if you you're still there with us. Um, okay. Oh, JP, I think uh, no, I, I I could not hear you for the last ten seconds. Please, if you could repeat the question for me, please. Sure, sure, sure. Um, okay, if you can hear me now, then that question is that question was um, right. Uh, we have uh, some environmental concerns that have come about where where cryptocurrency, in particular, and you know, to some level, blockchain is, comes into the picture, right? Uh, how can this be mitigated for a more sustainable environment? I think very interesting question. I think I thank uh, you know the the audience who has put this question. I think so. It is if you look at blockchain, we started with Bitcoin, which where we are trying to solve the puzzle, and I think uh, that was the initiation where we uh, you know we just wanted this to work. And uh, proof of work was a very very I would say innovative method. Uh, JP, uh, if you can hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, so I think that was something which really, if you look at Bitcoin or if the if you look at the early days of blockchain, I mean that was a solution direction in my opinion, which really had uh, which which had a fundamental philosophy. Now I agree that you know Bitcoin uh, mining is pretty you know energy intensive process, and that is where if you look at blockchain, we talk about uh, DSS decentralization, scalability, and security. I mean these three are the you know three vertices of you know uh, uh trilemma that we uh, talk about now the question is that uh, how do we move from proof of work to proof of stake where i think all the newer protocols are getting into proof of stake which does not mm -hmm. have energy pressure on the on the environment that is number one now the question arises there are we compromising on security are we compromising on us are uh, on you know uh, uh decentralization now that question is a very very difficult question but i think to answer your question i think today uh, uh people are becoming innovative uh, you are mm -hmm. you know i think i was looking at cardano and what do they do that you know they mm -hmm. uh they not all validators, you know, validate all the blocks. I mean, that could be. And now, how do we, how do we, uh, you know, de-risk these problems that are coming out when you really limit the number of validators, for example? And how do you say that, you know, you still get the same result? So the question, the, the answer lies in the point that we started with proof of work. Proof of work is definitely not relevant today. So the immediate question on the energy pressure goes away. But at the same time, mm -hmm. we still need better. We need to go to a place where we are able to achieve the uh, achieve the 
decentralization that Bitcoin has given, uh, the confidence that it has given, we get in the proof of stake and other variations. So I'm pretty sure that it will further mature. But I think today also that energy concern is not there, in my opinion. Fair enough. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Praveen. Okay. Uh, one more question that's that's popped up as, as you were asking this one. How do you see Web3 changing the world in terms of employment over the next few years? A very, very important question. I, in, in fact, I wanted to touch upon that. See, uh, the Web3 is basically, it is a skill-driven uh, industry today. And uh, one, of the, uh, one of the most important things that people should know that uh, it is uh, people in crypto and blockchain industry, they encourage work from home. So it doesn't matter whether you are in a Terai in Nepal or where, 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 whether you are somewhere in Bihar or somewhere in New Mexico or somewhere, does not matter. So you could work if you have got a skill, your employability becomes global today. Now, earlier, you used to work and you had to look at the location before you kind of apply for a job. Nowadays, I think that is not there. Now, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, I think uh, one trend that I'm seeing in this industry that earlier when we started with Ethereum, then people were, you know, kind of required to know, for example, solidity. Now, I think mm -hmm. uh, we are coming into a stage where uh, all these uh, newer and uh, Web2 programming languages or whatever you call conventional programming languages are going to be, you know, used. And like, you know, uh, like all these are getting converted to WebAssembly WASM. And as long mm -hmm. as you can do that, for example, you could still work in this. So I think the, 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 the languages will expand further. And in my opinion, in next few years, the 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 boundary between the web two skill set and web three skill set, uh, especially when it comes to the backend writing, code writing in terms of you know the the smart contract side of it, that will change. If you look at the front end side right now, today also it, I, you are using the same thing what you use in web two, mm -hmm. and you know uh, there are some libraries .js libraries which are required uh, for you to connect to blocks. So I think employability and the job opportunities are immense. The question is that uh, whether really are prepared for that hmm, that's a that's an interesting point and I, I also appreciate the fact that you've you've uh, put a, a bit of a spotlight on the fact that not just the fact that you can work anywhere your education is going to be secondary to the fact that you can actually work that you have an employable skill absolutely and I was I don't know whether uh, your audience here they're aware of uh, there is a there is a blockchain company which is called Instadap. And I'm, I'm very mm -hmm. impressed, and that's why I'm, name, I'm naming them here. They are they are created by two uh, young kids from India. Uh, I think they were of the age 20, in, in their early 20s, like 21 or 23 or 19, something like that. And mm -hmm. uh, such a massive system they created where, uh, I think sometime back, uh, they were holding, of, uh, they were managing $5 billion of asset. What they do, basically, they give you access to the whole, you know, the whole uh, DeFi ecosystem of Ethereum. And right. uh, you know you could you could go and do anything on that platform. So imagine imagine the the level of skill that people have, and people don't care what exactly what background you come from. Do you know mm -hmm. this? And you are you are you are just okay. Imagine that. I mean, you know what what a wonderful world that would be when we could all have not just a skill that uh, would earn us money, but also be able to do something we enjoy and earn from that. Hundred percent. I think I'm very positive about it, uh, JP. And uh, I, I think uh, uh, I'm not. I'm, I think we could see those things in our lifetime. But then, yeah, very excited about it. 
All right. So, so fingers crossed. And, uh, you know, so the last question that I have for you, uh, Praveen, this, this isn't from the audience. This is one because we are, we are bang out of time, but, uh, one that we cannot let you go without having to listen to, uh, what is your personal philosophy on life? Uh, a message that you'd like to share with everyone in the room today? No, fantastic. I think, uh, I think, uh, what I have done all my life is that I'm a very optimistic person. As I was talking about, I am, uh, you can compare with, with me with optimistic roll-up, JP, on a lighter note. But then, yeah, <laughs> I think uh, I am an opt optimistic guy. I look towards the future. Uh, one thing that I am very passionate about uh, is that I do want to share my knowledge with, with the community. And I personally strongly feel that we all should invest in our next generation of society. I think uh, we have definitely taken this journey to some point. And when I look at some bright minds, uh, you know, in young bright minds, I feel very excited. And I think in what way we could contribute to them so that they are the people who are taking this planet to the next level. That's definitely a very important thing. And I think uh, last but not the least is that you should uh, be embracing change. I think uh, you should not be, you should definitely, you may have ups and downs in life, but then I think those things should definitely not deter you from what you, uh, what you uh, want to do what you think you are capable of. And lastly, uh, is that enjoy what you do. And I think that's what there, that's where I think success lies. That's where your satisfaction lies. I mean, these are few things from my side. And thank you for that, Praveen. Those are certainly words to, to remember and, and, and a quote to live by. So thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, put your hands together and in applause for the gems that you've picked up today from Praveen Thakur, who has been so kind to, to be here on the show, talk to us about everything from literally uh, a grassroots level, uh, you know, uh, point of view to the to where blockchain is going to be three years from now. Praveen, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, you know, I and I hope that we 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 hear from you again, and you have the opportunity to come on the show again in the near future. I think, uh, thank you, JP. I do appreciate, uh, you know, having me here. And I want to thank you. I want to thank all your uh, audience and community members. And, uh, you know, in any way, if I can be of any help to anyone, uh, I'm, I'm always there. So thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. It's, it's our, our pleasure to have hosted you. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, this is JP from Adlunum INC bringing you things about Web3. Have a good one. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged to earn platform with a proof of attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles.